Hey guys, this is Mindcast with your host, Kevin Seaman, where we talk about what's going on in your head. Hi there, this is your host of Mindcast, Kevin Seaman. I'm sure you've heard the term IQ. These are the initials for the words intelligent quotient. Your IQ is the most recognized method of measuring one's ability to reason and solve problems. Throughout a person's formal education, they are tested on their verbal and mathematical intelligence, as well as their ability to use logic to assess and measure long-term and short-term memory. This is generally the basis for evaluating a student's IQ. But is that all? Is IQ the only measure of intelligence? Did you realize that there are multiple forms of intelligence? In fact, did you know there are over 10 different recognized forms of intelligence? Extensive research has been done on this subject by individuals like Dr. Howard Gardner, professor at Harvard University Graduate School in his study of Extraordinary Minds. Your unique combination of intelligence is what makes up your individual character and personality. It is the framework for who you are as a person. Here are just a few examples of the many forms of intelligence people possess. Number one, the first type of intelligence is your verbal intelligence. This is the ability to speak and communicate with others, to use and understand language. This would be valuable to a leader, an administrative director or politician, someone like the late JFK or Martin Luther King or abolitionist, orator and writer and statesman Frederick Douglass. Speakers Anthony Robbins and Zig Ziglar are prominent examples of verbal intelligence. Number two, your second intelligence is mathematical. This would be in regard to your capability to add, subtract, multiply, and divide to read financial statements, and have a grasp of basic accounting and economics. Someone with this intellectual strength make insightful brokers, investment consultants, and CPAs. The brilliant self-taught 20th century Indian mathematician Ramanujan possessed a high level of this form of intelligence from an early age. On a different level, individuals like Albert Einstein and Stephen Hawking use their mathematical genius to solve questions in physics. A high level of mathematical reasoning has been linked with activation of a bilateral network of brain circuits associated with processing numbers and space. Number three, the third form of intelligence is physical intelligence. A person could fail miserably on a verbal and mathematical exam, yet be extraordinary in the field of athletics, although this may not show up on their report card. Many people with this form of intelligence were looked at as not as smart as others. When I was going to school, this was a stereotypical outlook due to the status quo. In times past, however, these individuals were powerful warriors, tribal chiefs, hunters, and leaders due to their skills. This form of intelligence has to do with how well you command the use of your body, 
your balance, your coordination, agility, timing, distance judgment, use of body strengths, and body awareness. This is evident with people like basketball player Michael Jordan, UFC fighter John Jones, swimmer Michael Phelps, and martial arts master Bruce Lee. This form of intelligence is one of the highest paid and idolized qualities when utilized and applied at an optimal level. Number four, your fourth form of intelligence is musical. As with individuals like Mozart or Beethoven, Mick Jagger, Eric Clapton, Kenny G or Stevie Ray Vaughan, Miles Davis. They're all examples of high levels of musical intelligence. Yet these individuals, as students, may not have been considered intelligent and may not have done well in other school subjects. Nonetheless, they had a unique ability to create music that was at an exceptional level. Number five, your fifth form of intelligence is what is referred to as visual and spatial intelligence. This is the ability to see and use shapes, forms, and patterns. A painter, an architect, an engineer, or a sculptor would possess high levels of this form of intelligence. This form of intelligence is usually conjunctive with the second form of intelligence I mentioned previously, mathematical intelligence. A designer, for example, may be able to develop a dynamic car design and then work with an engineer to materialize that design into a beautiful Lamborghini or Ferrari. A sculptor or architect may see a vision of structures. Then people with different levels of intelligence may be able to help transform or convert this into reality. This form of intelligence is found in people like Rodin, Monet, Enzo Ferrari, Frank Lloyd Wright, or the brilliant Anthony Gaudi. Number six, your sixth form of intelligence is interpersonal. This is the highest paid form of intelligence in America. It is the ability to communicate, negotiate, persuade, motivate, to be interested in and influence other people. It consists of a high degree of sensitivity to the moods and thoughts and feelings of others and the ability to interact with them effectively in order to get things done, both with them and through them. Managers, team leaders, coaches, consultants, and politicians usually have interpersonal intelligence developed to a very high degree. Because of this, people want to work with them and cooperate with them in order to accomplish group goals or projects. This form of intelligence is rare at a high level. Some people are leaders. They dictate how people will follow. And other people lead. People who lead us make us want to follow them. There's a huge difference. These people gain others' confidence, dedication, and loyalty. Mahatma Gandhi, the leader of India's independence movement, achieved remarkable feats through a form of nonviolent civil disobedience that would globally inspire millions Mother Teresa led through character, inspiring people to this day. Abraham Lincoln's willingness to stand alone on issues he believed in made him one of the most beloved and memorable leaders in modern history. This form of intelligence creates character. Character is more valuable and more difficult to develop than aptitude. Many people who have that first form of intelligence have this sixth one as well. 
Number seven, your seventh form of intelligence is intrapersonal intelligence. People with this form have an exceptional self-awareness and advanced ability to know exactly what they want and what they don't want and be able to set goals and make plans. Those with intrapersonal intelligence are particularly good at self-reflection and introspection, but are not completely absorbed with themselves. They also care about the world around them and how to best fit into it. For their success, people with a high level of interpersonal intelligence spend a good deal of their time reflecting on how they are thinking and feeling. These individuals are able to communicate internally more effectively in most cases. They therefore know themselves better and are better able to relate to others. These individuals express their feelings and thoughts in creative ways, like through writing or music, and are constantly looking for new things to learn and new ways to improve themselves. Most people that possess the previous form of interpersonal intelligence possess this form as well. A few famous examples are Aristotle, Aldous Huxley, Gandhi, and Helen Keller. Number eight. The eighth form of intelligence is financial intelligence or entrepreneurial intelligence. This is the ability to see needs or market opportunities and then be able to provide products or services to meet these needs and to sell them at a profit. The developers of Apple, Amazon, and eBay are in this category. Steve Jobs, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, and Elon Musk are good examples of financial intelligence. Number nine, the ninth form of intelligence is intuitive intelligence, often referred to as a gut feeling. I refer to this as a form of primal intelligence and is recognized by many experts as the highest level of intelligence. Intuitive intelligence is connected with emotional intelligence. Intuition is the ability to sense the rightness or wrongness of a situation, to judge situations or people quickly and accurately, to come up with ideas, insights, or solutions using your intuitive abilities. This gives you the ability to react quickly to a problem or sense danger almost before it happens. When I was growing up, my mother was an excellent example of a high level of intuitive intelligence. It was like she knew what we were thinking. Many think Tesla had a high level of intuitive intelligence. Tesla often received visions of complete inventions in his mind and would then build what he had envisioned, never doubting the inventions would work when tested. Your tenth form of intelligence is abstract or conceptual intelligence. Using metaphors and analogies and the use of critical thinking are forms of conceptual intelligence. This form of creative intelligence was possessed by Albert Einstein, who could see himself writing on a beam of light. As a result, he was able to formulate the theory of relativity. Writers, artists, and rainmakers are a few examples of these individuals, such as Steven Spielberg, Walt Disney, Steve Jobs, and James Patterson. Number 11. The 11th form of intelligence is emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is your ability to relate to how others are feeling and being able to express your emotions and feelings to others. 
Qualities include self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. People who have high levels of emotional intelligence know how to touch others deeply and usually have a great deal of control and clarity as to the emotions of themselves and others. They are very receptive to the emotional states and needs that are present and therefore capable of guiding themselves and others in the proper direction. Dr. Stephen Covey had a high level of emotional intelligence, as did Princess Diana and Mother Teresa. Number 12, the last form of intelligence is general intelligence. This was based on the traditional notion that there was one singular form of intelligence that focuses solely on cognitive abilities used for the acquisition of knowledge. The cognitive psychologists refute the existence of other forms of intelligence, while Dr. Howard Gardner included this form of intelligence in his study. I can see why cognitive psychologists would feel the concept of multiple forms of intelligence is invalid. It's difficult to resolve the fact that the work you put in your whole life and education into may be threatened and compromised by an approach that goes against what you have based your entire practice on. In regard to multiple intelligence, there is also evidence that pluralization, the idea that students learn and perceive content differently based on their individual learning styles and preferences, has great value and has been integrated into education with surprising results. You possess special talents and abilities that make you unique, different from anybody else who has ever lived. The odds of there being another person just like you are more than 50 billion to one. Your remarkable and unusual combination of education, experience, knowledge, problems, successes, difficulties, and challenges, and your way of looking at and reacting to life make you extraordinary. Brian Tracy. So, how can you use this? Although there are probably more, these are some of the more obvious forms of intelligence. Each and every one of us possess a unique combination of some or many of these forms of intelligence at different levels and degrees. This unique personal combination is what forms a kind of personal intellectual profile. It makes you unique from any other person and simultaneously capable of performing at extraordinary levels. As with all forms of intelligence, some people will possess a certain level of natural or developmental aptitude in each area. However, I do believe that anyone can improve and cultivate any of the forms of intelligence discussed in this episode to a higher degree, regardless of their natural aptitude. Research has shown that the brain is able to change and improve at any age. Just like your muscles, your brain can become atrophic if not exercised regularly. So stay active and keep learning. Use it or you can lose it. According to neurosurgeon and associate professor of medicine at Emory University, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, the act of learning something new or even doing something that's typical for you but in a different way can generate these new brain cells. We want to constantly be using new paths and trails in the roads within our brain. No matter how old you are, it's never too late to develop new brain pathways. Gupta says, 
Other things that promote brain health are adequate sleep of seven to nine hours a night. This is a time when your body removes waste from basic metabolic processes and nourishes your brain more efficiently. Exercise and staying active has a huge part in your brain's health as well. Identify your intelligences. Be aware of them. Respect and develop them. Respect the variable intelligence of others. Also, take an opportunity to develop a high level of faith and confidence and engage your ability to use your mental powers. You have the ability to accomplish amazing things with your unique personal combination of these mental powers. They are yours alone. Take action. Make use of them. You are a miracle. You will be absolutely shocked at what you can accomplish. To learn more about multiple intelligence, check out books by Howard Gardner. I also highly recommend Keep Sharp, Build a Better Brain at Any Age by Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Thank you. It is truly a privilege to have the opportunity to reach so many individuals through my episodes of Mindcast. I am so fortunate that I am able to help inspire others to do those things better that inspire them. It is through this that I find my passion, and it is that passion that I hope to pass on to you, the listener of Mindcast. I write and produce these Mindcasts because I believe that everyone can use a good coach. I am available for private training, consultation, coaching, and speaking engagements. To inquire, or if you'd like to book me for an event, team training, or individual training, contact me at kevin at thewinningmindset.com. Until next time, this is Kevin Seaman, and this is Mindcast.